eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What looks to be a really good week 11 is upon us. We've got some previews to go through, some game picks to give out. Hopefully win those. Good morning. It is Friday, November 12th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott, about to be joined by Matt Howe, National News Desk Writer for 24-7 Sports. Had him on the pod a few weeks ago, I guess a few months ago, to preview like week four or week, week I don't know, week four. He was awesome. I think he went 3-0. and He knows his stuff. And uh, I needed him this week because last week was our first losing weekend of the College Football Daily. We went 1-2. and two. It was brutal. This week is tough. And we're not picking like, we're not picking UCF SMU. You know, we're picking Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. This is not easy. My head's spinning. Been looking at math stuff all day. It's not my specialty, not my strong suit. But uh, I can I can always talk college football with somebody. So that's why that's why Matt's here. Uh, Going to give out picks for those. Preview all the best games throughout the conference. Uh, don't forget tonight on ESPN2, Cincinnati, and it's number five ranking in the playoff. Go to South Florida, six Eastern, and then Wyoming at Boise State, little nightcap. 9 Eastern on FS1 before the morning rolls through and we've got college game day live from the Grove for the night game, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. I wanted to go to that. I thought about driving from Nashville to Oxford. There's no place to stay in Oxford. You'd have to stay in Memphis and then drive down to Oxford, which is an hour. But then what do you do with your car? Where do you park? That was not easy to figure out. What if you want to enjoy the growth. You've got to be okay to drive back to Memphis an hour. I mean, I'm not driving after any drinks. It's just, it's not, it's not good. It would have been awesome. But anyway, I digress. Here's Matt Howe talking best bets, best picks and all that stuff for week 11. Okay. Matt Howe joins us right now. Loved having him on, I guess a few months ago at this point. So wanted to do it again, Matt, (laughs) before we hit record, you were, you uh, summed up my morning as well. Hemming and hawing, just, just trying to figure these lines out. Digging into spreadsheets, trends, stats, texting friends, family members. Yeah. And week 11 is going to be tough. Week 11 is going to be tough. You know, we can, you want to start with Ole Miss, Texas A&M? Yeah. Let's start there. I want to, I want to unpack that with you. So, all right. And just, you know, the starters, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, Texas A&M, two and a half point favorite at Ole Miss. I'm curious where you're leaning here. I've been going back and forth. I can't shake the hunch that Texas A&M, is the better team. And I can get into that with you in a little bit. Do you agree or disagree? I do agree. Texas A&M is the better team. They're, it's going to be a very tough road battle on the road at Ole Miss. They have to win by two and a half points. That's the spread. So they're a road favorite in a you know ranked SEC matchup. Uh, it, usually that I like to tend to lean with the home team, but 
I really think Texas A&M is the better team and just their defense is so good. 14.7 points per game allowed. That's what makes me lean into betting the Aggies here just because, you know, this Ole Miss team, Matt Corral, he's kind of slowed down in recent years. Not to say that he hasn't had bad games or anything like that, but... He's not throwing a ton of touchdowns. He's getting it done on his feet a lot. Uh, this is a Texas A&M team that came up with a good game plan and beat Alabama. I think Jimbo Fisher draws up a great game plan to slow down Matt Corral. Their defense is elite. Their offense is okay, but I think they'll score enough points to keep it tight with Ole Miss throughout, and I think they're going to squeak one out here. Yeah, but you okay, squeak one out, but still A&M, you think? Yeah, I think A&M okay, covered yeah, the spread. Yeah, they, yeah. they squeak it out on the road. They went by yeah, a field goal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I agree with you. Um, and to your point, Corral has not thrown two or more touchdowns since October 16th right. against Tennessee. He's rushed for a few, but in the meantime, he had an ankle injury that he got carted off the field for and returned in the same half. He's clearly not his self. If this game was in September, I'm definitely picking Ole Miss. And there was a right. time when fading A&M was profitable. Zach Calzada has come a long way Sure, since that week two game uh, against Colorado and Denver. If you were picking Ole Miss, you would go with a few things. You'd say A&M's road schedule has been extraordinarily light up to this point. Neutral game against Colorado and Denver. Altitude is the only issue there. Okay, Neutral against Arkansas and Arlington. All right. Split crowd. uh, Home state. And then at Missouri. So Saturday night at a lit grove that's going to be a little different. Yep. And, and and I can see Ole Miss jumping out to a lead, but I don't know if this Ole Miss team has the look of what they had recently. Close win over Tennessee. They, they, it was a cover. Uh, you know, Two touchdowns yep. over LSU. It was a cover, but they didn't look massively impressive. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going A&M as well. Top 10 defense, uh, top 10 rush, uh, rushing offense, uh, and then Ole Miss can't stop the run. So I think a lot of Isaiah Spiller and maybe keep... Keeps yeah. out Calzada from having to do anything that's going to get him injured. He's been an injury risk. So we're both going Aggies there as yeah. they march toward a... Uh, look, they're still alive in the SEC. They're still sure. alive. Earlier that morning, though, noon Eastern time, Fox, Oklahoma, five and a half point favorite at Baylor. I'm going to give you a trend stat here. Baylor is 4-0 against the spread as a home underdog. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Baylor. I think Oklahoma wins. This is Oklahoma's month. They look good in November. They still have a ceiling to hit with Caleb Williams. They're going to get there. Their their defense is getting healthier. Maybe last week for Baylor, that TCU loss was an aberration. Um, I think they're going to play really, really well Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Baylor and the points. I think they have a chance to win this game. I think they're just a much more battle-tested team. You look at their schedule, you know, they've played Iowa State already. They've played Oklahoma State. They've played BYU. They've played Texas. Oklahoma, the story with them all season long is squeaking out wins, you know, a close win against Nebraska, a close win against West Virginia, close win against Kansas State, close win against Texas. Then they had that scare on the road at Kansas. Uh, So I just think Baylor has played a much better Big 12 schedule to this point. Um, I think they're a tougher team, battle tested. Their D has only allowed 30 points in one game all season, and it was last week. And, you know, I think they... They're due for a bounce back this week. I think the market's low on them because of that loss last week. So I, I really just like Baylor based on, if you look at the two schedules and what Oklahoma's done 
all season long. It's they've played tight games. They've kind of played down to their competition. I do think they have turned it on a little bit as of late, but like who have they played? TCU, Kansas, and Texas Tech in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So on the road at Baylor, I love Baylor getting the points here. Like I said, I think there's a good chance Baylor wins the game outright. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see both quarterbacks, Gary Bohannon and Caleb Williams, have some moments, but also have a few silly moments too, maybe a few interceptions here. Uh, Lincoln Riley has historically not been a great against the spread coach. He's been a little bit better uh, the last few weeks, but it's a tight game. Riley knows he might see Baylor twice. I, I, I don't see the potential for a blowout here. I think he's you know going to try to win this game and, and get out of Waco. And then the other one that we're given a pick out for, Matt, by the way, like the three games we give picks out for are not the three easiest games of the week. They're just the three most marquee games of the week. Which is what I tell myself on last week was my first losing week of the year. One and two. This is a hard week to bounce back. I stared at Penn State hosting Michigan. Michigan's a one and a half point favorite noon at AB, on ABC. I stared at this game. I did some Googling, some research on, you know, the status of Blake Corum, the Michigan running back. Who knows if he's in a play? You know, I, I looked into all this stuff. I just really didn't come up with a note that swayed me, but I think Michigan is finally going to get the big win. Penn State can't run the ball. Michigan's defense, very good. Turn Make, make Penn State one-dimensional. Pray that Jahan Dotson doesn't beat you by himself and win. But they're the better team, so that, that's what I got. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It, it is hard, very, very hard to go on the road and play at Penn State, as you know, but... This is a Michigan defense that is very good against the Penn State offense that you, you said it. They have to rely on a big play from Jahan Dotson. And you have a quarterback in Sean Clifford who hasn't really impressed me this season. Penn State has a couple bad losses already on the year. It is hard to bet on Jim Harbaugh in a big game. They played Michigan State tight. I did like the way they looked in that one. They blew it late, obviously. They Came back last week, solid win over Indiana. Not that Indiana is any world beater or anything like that, but it's a small spread. It's going to be a tight game. I like Michigan and the points. It's one and a half, depending on where you're getting it right now. I, I just think, you know, they're, they're, they're averaging 450 yards per game too of offense. Penn State's allowing like 350 yards. I'm not saying Penn State has a bad defense, but at the end of the day, Michigan's offense is better than Penn State's offense and Michigan's defense is better than Penn State's defense. So I think, yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh gets it done here. I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be low scoring, typical mm-hmm. big 10 game. The over under is 48 and a half. I, I think the under is the play in this one. I think we see like a 24-20 score, but uh, I like the Wolverines. Yeah, it feels like now or never for Michigan. Even the playoff committee is almost testing them to say, look, right. hey, we're gonna put we're gonna bump you over the Spartans. Can you can you do something with that? Sure. <laughs> can you play yeah. well for us? Um respond. Right, I'm gonna bounce you around a few conferences. We're gonna see see what we come up with. I have to mention. In the ACC, we have a, a game that's probably going to decide the Atlantic Division. I did the research on this, Matt. If you you know if you want to sit out NC State at Wake Forest, Wake's a two point favorite. NC State, the defensive metrics really favor them. Um, one of the best defenses Wake has seen all year. Syracuse ranks a little bit better in, in yards per play, but NC State is third nationally in third down defense. They lead the ACC in interceptions. Sam Hartman had a really bad one last week, and that lost North Carolina. So I think I got North Carolina State winning outright. Uh, I think they just overall are the better team. Otherwise, in the ACC, Notre Dame at Virginia. Notre Dame's the five-and-a-half-point favorite. Health of Brennan Armstrong, something to watch there. And, and then it's uh, Miami-Florida State. Talked about that yesterday on the College Football Daily Podcast. I'm going Miami, two-and-a-half. I got a question for you, though. Speaking yes. of the ACC, UConn at Clemson. Clemson's a 41-point favorite. What are you doing with that? <laughs> 
<laughs> man, that is a funny one, right? Uh, UConn, a disaster. Clemson, you know, do we trust them to to, to their score forty one? Yeah, I don't do know, we trust man. them to put up forty one? No. Um, even against no. UConn. I mean, you look at Clemson, they scored, they won 49 to three earlier in the season against uh, South Carolina State. Now they're playing UConn. It is funny. It, th- that's a game I obviously have no interest in touching, but it's it's funny you bring that up because like you said, 41 points for Clemson. Whew, man. Yeah. Uh, Seems DJ, like it's asking a lot, even against it, UConn. It's asking a lot. DJ Uyangalele is not quite healthy. There's no way he plays more than three quarters and right. their backup's not very good. Um, Big 10 football. This is this is your your specialty. The one I got my eye on here is number nine. Uh, it's Purdue ranked. These must be AP rankings that ESPN is using. Uh, yeah, uh, they got Purdue at 19th at Ohio State. Is Purdue's not ranked in the playoff? So that, yeah, this must be AP. Purdue at Ohio State. Ohio State's a 21 point favorite. I don't think people are giving Purdue much of a shot to not notch another one of these historic upsets. What do you think? I mean, it seems like Purdue knocks off every top five team. They beat Iowa. They beat Michigan State. I think they have the most top five wins ever. Um, uh, you know, against a top five team, it's really a really funny stat. They always play spoiler. Uh, yeah, twenty one and a half is a lot. Purdue has a great defense. I, who's to say they can't keep this uh, close with Ohio State? Um, just based on their defense alone, I'm, I'm not high on their offense or anything like that. But twenty one and a half points in the Big Ten is a lot, even against Ohio State. So. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they have the ability of covering. I've been wrong on Purdue and Ohio State every game this year, and I apologize to the Boilermaker <laughs> fans. I just looked it up. They are 19th in the playoff rankings. I must have blacked out after Michigan, Michigan State and started prepping <laughs> for, for Duke, Kentucky basketball. They weren't ranked last week, but now they are. Uh, anything else in the Big Ten that, that, that catches your fancy? Uh, Maryland, Michigan State. Minnesota, Iowa is a big Big Ten West battle. Don't talk yep. about Rutgers, Indiana. I know you're one of those nope. guys. The Iowa Minnesota game is a decent one, at least. Minnesota six and three, Iowa seven and two. Uh, Iowa just, you know, their offense is really tough to watch, but their defense is elite. That one's okay. Michigan State, Maryland. I mean, I like Michigan State playing. I mean, I like watching them play, I should say. I think they're a really fun team to watch. I think they, I really was pulling for them against Purdue. I wanted them to, I'd rather see Michigan State win the Big Ten than Ohio State. Um, I think it's a great story. So uh, Michigan State, Maryland's an interesting one. I think Michigan State rolls in that one, though. Maryland doesn't do anything for me. As far as those two games go, uh, I think the best game in the Big Ten this week, though, obviously, Penn State, Michigan, there's no doubt about that. And that's what all the eyes are going to be on. Yeah, and and for Iowa, quarterback Spencer Petrus is likely out, and, and they're going to start uh, Alex Padilla. So something to know. Uh, I got one thing for you to watch in the Big Twelve, and and then we're going to jump to the SEC, and then one Pac twelve game for you, and then we'll get out of here. Texas is a thirty one point favorite at home over Kansas. I know, I know, no one should ever bet Kansas, but something's wrong with this Texas team. I think it might be a maintenance day for Bijan Robinson. Uh, before a stretch run that's pivotal uh, after a, a, a crucial, uh, you know, a brutal four game stretch, uh, all four losses. I'm not sure if he plays that much, if at all. Uh, that's just kind of a hunch here. They got a quarterback situation too to, to figure out in Austin. So we could have some musical chairs there. So I would, uh, yeah, it's a fade Texas week. And that means it's bet Kansas. I can't believe I would suge- suggest that. But yeah, I'm going uh, Kansas, Kansas covering the 31. So look, they, co- they covered 38 against Oklahoma. Sure, yeah, and, they, uh, and they were battling in that game as well. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they could have won that. Um, one one for you in the Pac-12, Matt. Oregon, 14-point home favorite, late at night against Washington State. I think this is a pretty easy call on Washington State covering this. I think this is 
Oregon had a, a you know a big emotional game last week versus Washington. They got Utah coming up next week in a battle that's going to be really difficult. Washington State's pretty good. I, th- I think 14's a lot. Yeah, 14 is a lot. And Washington State's off a big win on the road at Arizona State. They kept it close with BYU. Before that, they, you know, they're four and two in the conference. I, I think 14 and a half is a lot too. Even Oregon at home, both teams have pretty solid defenses. Uh, Oregon slight edge to the I'll give the the offense obviously gets a slight edge over Washington State, but 14 and a half is a ton of points. And I you mentioned it. Washington State, I like the way they've been playing lately. You know, they scored 34 against Arizona State last week, held them to 21. That's a huge win. Um, I like the way they they uh 14 and a half is I, I like I think you're spot on there. 14 and a half, 14 points, wherever you can get that. That's a lot. And they're six and three against the spread. Uh Oregon three and six against the spread. So yeah, and Oregon's, you know, their quarterback's Anthony Brown. Right. It was 10 for 20 last week, but less than 100 yards. That's not playoff worthy, but I never kind of thought Stetson Bennett would be a playoff playoff quarterback either. Speaking of Stetson, are you believing that Tennessee could be Georgia's toughest regular season test period? They definitely could be because they certainly have one of the better offenses that Georgia's going to, probably the best offense that Georgia's going to face all season, right? I think um, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Looking at their schedule, it's like Florida didn't show up against them. We know what Florida is now. Uh, Clemson, obviously, the first game of the season, they, they don't have an offense at all. And then, you know, they played Arkansas, who has a good D, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Missouri. So, you know, these are all teams who are very good um, and they don't have great offenses. Auburn, you know, just an OK offense there. Um, yeah, Tennessee will have the best offense that they have played all season. I, I, you are right there. And then the spreads 20 and a half points. I just, even if Tennessee scores 14 points, I just feel like Georgia finds a way to cover the spread every week. I don't, it's, they are so tough defensively. Uh, we'll see what, we'll see what uh, Tennessee can do. It, it, it'll be a fun one. Uh, Georgia's six and three against the spread, Tennessee four and five, but 6.6 points per game allowed for Georgia. It is just <laughs> unheard of. And they're both scoring at the same rate, 38.4, 38.2, basically points per game each. So uh, 20 and a half is a lot here, but it's, I just, I'm not going to bet against Georgia until, until I see an offense score on them at will. I had a tough Georgia beat last week. They were driving down for the cover uh, and then got a field goal out of it. Not a touchdown. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm the same place. I'm the same place as you. I had West Rucker on the podcast a few days ago. We are doling out love on Tennessee, but I made it very clear. I was like, look, this is not a how Tennessee could beat Georgia episode. This is just right, right. a nice time to talk about Tennessee. Their depth is an issue. They had all those portal entries, uh, 24 of them. You know, Running back has been a massive uh, health problem for them. I think you're right, man. Like Georgia, even if even if they give up a few a few to Tennessee, we saw Alabama give up a few to Tennessee, and it was yes. a one score game in the fourth quarter, and Bama covered. So, yep. and the, the problem with Tennessee, I, I will say this, and I wonder if I'm going to be interested to see if Josh Heupel does anything to change up his game plan here. It's quick, it's quick tempo, it's a possibility for a lot of three and outs, a lot of quick three and outs. Right, not what you want to do against no. Georgia. No, definitely not. not. Definitely not. All right, Matt. Uh, this is yeah. this is this is good stuff, man. I uh, we we put you to the test. Is there anything else that you can say no here? But it, did we leave out anything that you had on your notes that you're like, hey, I got I got to give this out as if we're like you know pros, or I got to talk about this, or, or do you think we covered it? I think we covered a lot. I just want to quickly jump back to um, Wake Forest, NC State. Great quarterback battle there. And I like how you're on NC State. Devin Leary, he's a South Jersey boy. I'm from South Jersey, so I like NC State as well. Devin Leary's been playing great all season. I like having the uh, the Jersey guys on. I The accent, I can tell. 
Oh, um, you said oh, man, one word not earlier. Bad, is it? No, it's good. Great. It's good. It it represents parts of the country. And I think I think most of our listeners are, you know, southern based. I think it's nice to expose them to a little bit of a cultural diversity. Yeah, this Jersey is the South Jersey diversity. Philly accent for those who don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My man. All right. Thanks, Matt. Hey, real quick. Are you making yeah. college basketball picks this year? I am for Sportsline for CBS. Um, I'm off to a solid start. I have a daily uh, podcast as well called the Sharp and the Square podcast. We do picks every day on college basketball. So we're off to a solid start so far. All right, man. We appreciate you doing that. We're going to check out your work further there on Sportsline as well. Thanks, Thanks Trey. Okay. Thanks to him for joining us. Thanks to all our great guests who join us every single week. We are guest dependent and it's uh, very helpful to have the 24 seven sports network powering our show. Our producer is Lance Glenn. Lance has had a busy, busy day as I recorded this on Thursday, put together a special episode. Go find it in the feed. It was Carl Reed talking to his former high school star, Antonio Doyle, who transferred from A&M. Very revealing conversation with Antonio about why he transferred, uh, the struggles he went through in College Station, and how he can be a better player and person moving forward. So that's good stuff. Go check it out. Busy week on the College Football Daily, so appreciate Lance and everything he does. Again, I'm Trey Scott. Have a great weekend. Enjoy week 11. Can't believe we're, we're running out of these. So it's a uh, savor it. There's no window of opportunity. You have to sit on your couch all day and watch football. That's what I do. So you should do it too. We'll be back on Monday for Winners and Losers from week 11. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.